LinkedIn News. In case you didn't know, this year is a little bit special because it's a day longer than most others. Yes, this year is a leap year, meaning we tack on an extra day to February for some mathematical reason that's frankly beyond me. So why not use it as a special occasion to talk all about making a leap in your career? We're talking all about it on today's episode, right after this break. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. Making a leap or pivot in your career can be scary. But if you put in the work and effort, you'll build your confidence and increase your odds of successfully making a move. To learn how to do this, I sat down with Melissa Grabener, who is a global HR and talent acquisition leader. She's seen a lot of people make pivots over her career and has made her own. She also knows what employers look for when taking a chance on someone new to a field. Here's Melissa. My view is we only have one life to live, and we all should be happy as we can, and everyone deserves to be happy. And sometimes that means you have to take a pivot in your career. I am a big fan of going after your dreams, because if you don't go after your dreams, there's a very good chance that you're actually going to regret doing that or not doing that. And so what I always explain to these individuals is it really involves thoughtful planning and self-reflection. So making sure that if you're going to take this pivot or this change, it's something that will make your heart and soul happy. But I give kudos to anyone who makes a pivot in their career because it's something that, again, we have one life to live. And if someone has a profession that will make their heart sing, go for it. You have nothing to lose. I think that's really wonderful advice. And what I usually tell people is there are so many different opportunities out there. And it takes time to put all the pieces together to make it successful. But also, if you are miserable in your job day to day, or maybe you got your college degree and you went into a field that just doesn't click with you or you're not feeling encouraged going to work, those are the signals that, hey, maybe we should do something different, right? Absolutely. No one deserves to be miserable at their job. We spend so much time at our jobs. When I moved into a talent acquisition role, it was a stretch for me, for sure. I was comfortable being an HR business partner. I was successful in that role. So when those leaders came to me and said, we think you would be perfect for this job, I took that leap of faith and said, I'm going to go for it. And I I will make mistakes along the way, and I'm not going to be perfect. But if the leadership of this business has the confidence in me, then I'm going to put in 100% and I'm going to make it work. And there were many bumps in the road, but it allowed me to grow and develop so much as a professional. Yeah, I think that is a really good point. And also, for people who are listening, we talked about sort of that feeling where you're saying, I really have to find something different. And what I've told people is that you can try and pivot at any time. However, the steps that you put in and the preparation that you do will make the odds of success different. 
So if you say, okay, I'm going to rush into this and I'm going to make a pivot and you don't really do a lot of planning, your odds of success of landing a role within the near future is probably low. But if you put some effort into it and say, okay, I want to go from point A to point C and I need to figure out how to overcome point B and you actually put in the work to figure that out, it's going to make that transition a little bit faster and a little bit easier, right? Without question, I look at that as two different buckets. There's the skill development bucket, and then there's the gaining the experience bucket. So for people that are looking to pivot in their career, I think it's taking a self-reflection and looking at any skills or knowledge gaps between the knowledge you hold now and what it means to go into that desired career. So whether it's taking courses, attending workshops, and even seeking hands-on experience to develop those skills. There's amazing platforms like LinkedIn Learning that there are incredible courses and videos that people can watch to help with that skill development. And then the other thing is the gaining of the experience. So whether that's volunteering, freelancing is a great way to gain experience, even internships. I have a son right now who's a junior in college. The experience that he gained from that internship was life-changing. And even part-time work or any sort of small projects, it gives the individual the experience and maybe even then the confidence that they need to take that leap of faith and to try something different. You're never going to know if you're going to succeed. And we all fail. Failing is a part of life. But at least you can look back and say, I tried. And then what's more impactful than that? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, sometimes they don't know where to pivot to. Where would you start? I would start doing research into the profession that I would be looking to embark on. I would try to network with people. And if there was anyone in my contacts that actually was in that profession, I would absolutely reach out to them. And one of the beautiful things about LinkedIn is that there's so many people on this platform that are so incredibly talented that even doing LinkedIn searches of maybe, let's say, I'm just going to make this up, supply chain, right? So you can go into LinkedIn and type, VP of supply chain, head of supply chain, and people will appear based on those search criteria. What's wrong with sending that individual a message saying, I'd love to pick your brain. Um, I'm really impressed with your career. I'm looking to make a pivot into your profession. Would you be willing to spend a couple minutes with me? And people do that with me all the time on LinkedIn, where I receive messages daily from individuals saying, I looked at your background. I really want to work in talent acquisition. Do you have five or 10 minutes to speak with me? 90% of the time, I do speak with these people because I want to be able to give back. And if this conversation that I have with even one individual changes their life, then it was worth my time. Yeah. And it's not going to click right away if you don't know where you want to go, but things will eventually fall into place. And eventually, I think most people will have an aha moment. You can't really factor in the equation of time because you never know how long all of this is going to take. But you have to let things simmer and cook, I think, right? Absolutely. And I think it will entail perseverance. I can't stress enough how important networking is because when people network, it's not just reaching out to those people, but those people have a network and those people have a network. And so all of a sudden you could have gained this incredibly broad network because those people that you reach out to know other people as well. The other thing I want to mention is that networking isn't just about what someone can do for you, but it's what you can do for that person. It's a give and take relationship. It's not only I'm going to take, but what can I give in return? And how can we work together to help each 
each other out. That's a big key. What can I do for you in return? And that's when the magic happens. Yeah, I completely agree. And networking, so many people think of it as a dirty word. And I say, think of it almost like a party. You have all of these people that you're hosting and you can't possibly talk to everyone. So, you know, person A and person B have a similar interest. So you connect them or you have this person over here who may be trying to fill a position on their team. And that person over there, maybe they're not looking, but they're in that same profession. You connect them. And that's what a good host does. I always tell people, like, think of that as your network. Make those connections. Because you start that cycle of giving and connecting, and it does come back to you. We'll be right back with Melissa. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. And we're back with Melissa Grabener, who's a global HR and talent acquisition leader talking all about making leaps in your career. The next thing I want to ask you, too, is making the case to an employer, because I think a lot of people, one of the things that keep them from pivoting is they say, I don't have as much experience in that role or in this industry as another person. So as someone who obviously sees a lot of applications, what is your suggestion for someone who's trying to actually make a pivot and make that case to an employer? What I say to individuals is to keep a running log of all your accomplishments. So at the time you figure out maybe what you want to do and you're looking to make that pivot, you have information that you can actually give to either your boss or maybe the supervisor of the department that you want to work in. It's always having that running list of your accomplishments, your duties, your responsibilities, instead of trying to scramble and put it all together and think back through the years, what are some some of my accomplishments. I think everyone should always have their resume updated and their LinkedIn profile updated and optimized, especially if someone is all of a sudden they're laid off and then they're like, oh my God, I haven't put a resume together in years or my LinkedIn profile is outdated. 
This way you don't have to scramble and try to remember those accomplishments. But I think if I were to be pivoting at my company into a different job, I would first have that conversation with my manager out of respect for him or her. And then hopefully that manager would then give me maybe the tools or any extra training that I needed in my current role to even be more successful in the role that I want to go into. And it's establishing relationships, not just within your own department, but with others outside of your department at the company. I think it's really important for people to have a good relationship with their supervisor. And I've always been very blessed in my career. And I was blessed that my manager gave me the tools and kind of the wings to fly and do that. But I always had a business case to support it behind the scenes. I never just said, I want to transfer departments. Can you make it happen? It's here's my list of accomplishments and what I've done for this company and how I have either increased revenue, made X amount of sales, slash bill, whatever kind of function you're in. Have those quantifiable figures as well, I think helps state a better case. That's really great advice. And also what I would say is that if you are employed right now, make it a point, even if you don't plan to make a pivot or a leap in your career, to have career development conversations with your manager every at least six months, hopefully every quarter, because that makes it normal. And also, if you have a good manager, when you say, I want to go into user experience or I want to go into trust and safety or something like that, depending on where you are, that way that manager, they can put the pieces together. So they might say, I can't obviously pivot you immediately to those roles. However, if something comes up where we're going to be working with that department on a project that includes those people, I'll put your name into the the running to help run that. And for people who are making a leap in their career and maybe they're applying to an employer outside where they currently work, what's your advice for cover letters, resumes and LinkedIn to make that case to someone like you who will be on the other side reading it and say, hey, take a chance on me? I think a lot of it has to do with transferable skills. So it's looking at what skills do you possess now that will transfer well into the position that you're looking to transfer into. When I interview people, I look for things like authenticity. Most jobs, you can teach someone to do a job, except if you have to go to medical school or law school. But a lot of jobs, you can teach someone. If someone has the willingness to learn, the motivation, they're hardworking, they're humble, they're kind, and they're someone that other people want to work with, those are the people that I have hired throughout my career to work on my team because I knew I could train them. You can't necessarily train someone to be dedicated. You can't train someone to be a hard worker or to be motivated or inspired. If someone has those soft skills, those are the types of people that I've liked to hire in my career because I could teach them the rest. I took a chance on people that had that eagerness to learn, and I knew they would be a good cultural fit with my team as well. That was really important. But I think we always have to be our own best advocates too. No one's perfect. We've all made mistakes in our career, but it's learning from those mistakes and coming out stronger. Always be your own best advocate. If you feel like you deserve to be promoted, state that business case because chances are no one's going to look out for ourselves as much as we're going to look out for ourselves. Yeah, 
I really like that. I think that harkens back to the idea of know what you're going after, because there's going to be a lot of people who they're just going to sort of apply to anything and say, hey, let's see what happens. But if you're targeted and you're really passionate about an area and you say, hey, I really want to move in this direction, when you're on a call with a recruiter or hiring manager, your excitement really comes through. So what I always tell people in, when they're interviewing for jobs is tell them you want the job and be excited about that. Because even if you have someone who you're up against that has 10 more years of experience than you do, but they're in the interview and they're going through the motions, but then you walk in there and say, I don't have as much experience, but I really want to do this and I'm really passionate about it. The person will likely say, you know what? That other person is more experienced, but that person just has something that I want to work with. And those are the variables that can really change things. Be frank. Point blank say, I really want this job. Why not? There's nothing to lose. And I would never fault them for saying that to me. I would think it's a good thing because it shows their enthusiasm. And I've always wanted to hire people who are enthusiastic. Is there anything else that people need to do when they're making a pivot to make it successful that we haven't talked about? I would say that... It's take action. Once you have a clear plan in place, take action towards that career pivot and put yourself out there. Apply for jobs, attend interviews, as many as you can, and just seek opportunities to move closer to your goals and don't give up. It's not always easy to find a job. And I believe that sometimes when you're looking for a job, that is like a full-time job, right? So it's once you have your plan in place and you know what you want to do, regularly assess your progress towards those goals. Think about what's working, what's not working, and then try to adjust as needed. Being flexible is really important and then willing to adapt as a new approach is important as well. Yeah, I really like that. And a lot of people, I think they hold back because they're afraid of rejection and rejections do sting. But the reason they sting is because it makes the accomplishments feel so much better. And I think rejection, I really believe this. I think it's redirection. I think it's redirection into something that is better and bigger for you. Looking for a job, we all face rejection. I think it's part of the process. And when you get that one yes, it's amazing. And at that point, you might not even be thinking about those rejections that you had in the past because those rejections brought you closer to that actual new job that you just obtained. Yes. And Melissa, I couldn't have enjoyed this conversation more. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. That was Melissa Grabener who is a global HR and talent acquisition leader. You can find out more about her in the show notes. Remember, it's up to you to put her advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue this conversation. Also, if you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps people like you find the show. And of course, don't forget to click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you every Wednesday. Because we'll be continuing these conversations on the next episode, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow, Asaf Gidron engineered our show, Joda Georgi mixed our show, Dave Pond is head of news production, Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer, Courtney Coop is the head of original programming for LinkedIn, Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn, and I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.